I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, my guest needs zero introduction. I'm joined by the one and only Love Island star, Megan Barton Hanson. How are you, Gorge? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, Megan. I'm not going to lie. I, I followed you this morning on Instagram, right? And I was like having a little stalk at all your lovely pictures. And I was like, there's no way she's this fucking gorgeous in real life. And then you've come on me podcast and you are actually, in fact, this gorgeous in real life. Oh, no, stop. You should have seen me. I was scrambling and I had like 15 minutes. I was like, chuck some makeup on, try and put some curls in the hair. But it's fun. <laughs> no, honestly, that makes me feel even worse. Like you look absolutely beautiful. Welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to have you. Um, should we just dive straight in? I wanted to chat to you a little bit. I know you're super honest and, and stuff like that, but I want to chat to you a little bit about Love Island. So you entered in series four, obviously. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. A while okay. ago. I think it's about like five years now. Mate, how fast does time go? So I'll, I'll be like chatting to somebody and they'll be like, oh, I loved you in the jungle. And I'm like, that was 10 years ago, you know. Stop. I remember yeah. watching you on it. That did yeah. not feel like 10 years ago. That I know. Crazy. I mean, it may be like nine, but rounding up for the sake of. But yeah, and then like when people chat to us about Geordie Shaw, I'm like, honestly, and we'll ask us about something in particular. Or like, do you still keep in touch with so-and-so? And I'll think, it was 15 fucking years ago, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> things change. So I get it. Time does fly. And I think um, you've done so much in such a short space of time as well. So that makes things go faster as well. But um, I wanted to ask before you were on Love Island, you were actually, you were stripping, is that right? Yeah, so I was stripping for like a year prior. And I think that's what kind of made me want to go on to Love Island. Like I never really had this, I'm quite an introvert. I didn't want to necessarily be famous, but I was at a crossroads in my life where I was loving the free time I had from having that like self-employed kind of job, making way better money than I was working in the city as a legal PA. So I liked that aspect of all the freedom, but I was getting bored. It killed my social life. I'm working in a nightclub from Wednesday to Saturday. So all my friends are going out in your early 20s. I think I started at 19 and living life. And I was just working. So I was like, mm, I want to do something different. So then when I got approached for Love Island, I was like, no, I'm too shy. I don't want to do it. But it's the best thing I've done. It's given me yeah. so much freedom. Yeah. Can I ask you, can I ask you a question? Mm. One, of, one of my mates she got herself in loads of debt. It was absolutely awful. She had a horrible fella. Like one of them who's like, oh, you know, I can't put my name down on the mortgage because of X, Y, and Z. And I can't. So she ended up, when he fucked off, she ended up holding like, hold in, like on the hook for everything. So she then turned, as well as her full-time job, to stripping. And she made 
an absolute fortune mate like she paid off all that debt in no time at all was the money really good yeah it was compared to what I was earning I think I was living on I don't know how I managed it like living on a hundred pound a month spending money after I paid for my training to London and like car insurance all of that and I was just like one night in the strip club and even though I was petrified and so nervous I probably only done about 10 dances I still made more than I was earning in a month I was like it's a no-brainer but yeah. it's not like an easy job. There is still so much stigma attached to it. I'm sure your friend probably explained the same. People are so judgmental. Nah. Honestly, we were all like, none of us gave a shit, mate. Like, like oh. we're like, uh, we just thought it was very odd coming from her because she was, like you say, she wasn't like the most outgoing and secure person and stuff. And I remember her telling us about it, man. Honestly, she, she doesn't fucking listen to this, so I can tell the story. She won't care. But like, you know how when you've got a dance at like the start of the night on the big pole for everybody, and it's sort of that's the moment everyone gets to see, you know, what you're capable of, how gorgeous you are, like if you could do the backspins and all that. And she says, like, loads of the lasses was gorgeous and dead sexy and actually really good dancer and stuff and like physically capable she, she just used to get out walk into the middle and just go like this so that is like just have some titties it's yeah, fun. just like this is all I fucking got me <laughs> and she said do you know what I was like what happened then me and she was like do you know what it's so mad she was like but like people were fucking curious they were like what like she's she's mysterious like what what she she used to get dances like just because blokes were like fucking really curious like what is this woman like i need to know more what's this titty party piece yeah (laughs) so yeah show me more about show me more about the wanted it was only ever one she did (laughs) well yeah i think she was actually really glad to see the back of it for sort of reasons like you've mentioned you know it 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 wasn't it's not good for a social life and stuff. And I think she wanted to settle down and she found like it she found like the lads she was meeting when she was at work, it was quite they weren't quite the settling down type. Um and also like, you know, they initially loved what she did, but then quite quickly became insecure. Did you find that as well? I've had that in literally every relationship I've mm-hmm. been in. Even I've dated women and women are fine with it at first like your only fans and I really like try and explain to people how it is empowering and liberating because my stance is in a society where women are sexualized anyway even like me and you if we didn't have any makeup on walk down the street there will be one guy that's probably like sexualizing us or like wolf whistles at us so in that society why are you not going to capitalize and make money on that if we're being exploited anyway. So that's my stance. And people, partners get it at the beginning. They like that I'm quite career driven. I've got my own money. Um, I do my own thing. But then it gets to a point where arguments start to happen. And it's the first thing they always throw back in my face. Like, oh, you're a slut. And it's the slut shaming. And oh, like my friends are like mugging me off because if you do, you do this and it's embarrassing. It's like, oh, well, you don't mind when I'm paying for a holiday. Yeah, I was going to say, when you're fucking like, when you're lying on your sun lounger, you're not bothered, are you not bad? It's always. <laughs> so when you're a colada. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not a very masculine cocktail. <laughs> exactly. No, it's oh. hard, but. I look back and I wouldn't change it for the world. It's given me, I'm not sure if your friend said the same because she mentioned there that she wasn't the most secure person. But I think doing that, it really did grow my confidence. You're working with other women. We're all different shapes and sizes, all different backgrounds, all different ages. And you just really appreciate how strong each other is and you work as a team. So for me, growing up at school, I didn't really have that 
network of girls and it's so good that you were such a supportive friend to your friend because my friends back then it wasn't trendy to work in the sex industry so my girls were mortified I thought they'd never find out I was like just gonna be old men in the strippy no one will know next thing I know within a week my whole school knew so my oh you kind of keep note a secret pet not small towns everybody knows everything (laughs) So bad. I should have just got on the train and started doing it in London and been incognito. But yeah. it's well, supportive because my it, friends really weren't. And I don't like. Obviously, I feel like that's a real shame. Like it didn't change who our friend was. Like we, like at all. You know, it was just a slightly different job. And I do think there's more openness and acceptance within sort of jobs. You know in the sex trade and all within that space. But I do still think we've got a long way to go, Megan. Do you? Yeah, definitely. yeah. I think it helped. It's so cliche, but the fact like Beyonce or Cardi B rapped about it in a song, it makes some people be like, oh, if Beyonce talks about it, it's okay. It's not so yeah. bad. But it's just like a small drop in the ocean. It got so far to go. People are so, so judgmental, sadly. Because the way I look at it, if you're not hurting anybody, let them live. Yeah. There isn't a supply for it or a demand for it, sorry. We wouldn't be in a job. So I don't know why it's always the woman who gets looked down on or judged when it's the men who are going in the strip clubs are paying for the content on OnlyFans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I watched Olivia Atwood's shows and what it was one of the lasses when I went, why on earth would I be scared of, or, or intimidated by a man? He's a walking ATM to me. And I was like, no, you, <laughs> that is a fucking, that's an actual brilliant line. Like, you know, I can imagine, and people assume in, in their heads, like the girls who are stripping the strippers, whatever, they're really confident and like they're, but actually like, I think a lot, a lot of them are just normal lasses who, like my friend had got herself in a situation, or you who was looking for something that made her passionate, whatever. And they're not these like crazy confident people. So it's really, and they will be a little bit nervous around blokes taking their clothes off and stuff. So it was nice to hear it sort of phrased like that. Cause I thought you're fucking right, mate. Yeah, literally. It's just like, I don't know. I think although I'm like very shy, you just, I was so driven on making the money and getting out of the nine to five grind that I was in. You just kind of have to put your big girl pants on and just get on with it. (laughs) Or your little girl. Oh, take them off. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, So I think, so from there, mate, obviously you then found yourself on Love Island. And I remember you going in, girl, you were a bombshell. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you must have been nervous because I'm 36 now and, like, I still, like, watch a bit of Love Island and stuff like that. I kind of help myself. I love me reality TV. I've got a complicated relationship with it because of all my experiences, but I do still love a little bit of it. Um. Anyway, I would be so fucking terrified walking into all those gorgeous girls and half-naked fellas and being like, hi, I'm here to steal your man. Like, what? were well, you terrified? Because I feel like uh, I've got sweaty palms for you. No, honestly, I was shaking. Obviously, I had no experience in TV whatsoever. And being a bit of an introvert, I don't know what that is. I guess I'm always like thinking the worst, like, oh, are people going to think this or that? So all these thoughts in my head, I was like, oh, my God, imagine if I trip over, because you know how they do the slow-mo walk in. And, and also, I-, I don't think those, uh, the, 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 gra- it's like wooden slats, isn't it? Like, I think they're dangerous anyway. They haven't made it easy, have they? Nah. <laughs> They know what they're doing. I think it's on purpose. I've seen so many lovely ladies fall over on that. And I think you bunch of bastards just get some fucking concrete put down. That's crazy. But yeah, I was petrified, but they edited it well because 
I look, I've watched it back the little like walking. I'm like, oh my God, I look so calm and collected. But deep down I was shaking. Even when I got in there, I was hugging everyone. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And they're like, it's fine. But it, I don't know what it is. I get it when people come up to me on the street and they get nervous because they're just people my age. But because I've watched them on TV for a week before entering the villa, it's like they're not real. I'm like, oh my God, it's you. It's really crazy. <laughs> I think like going into Love Island as a bombshell must be like more difficult than being there as an original because they're so I don't know like you say even though they've already been in there a week mate they're the people have got relationships you know I mean god people are halfway to telling each other they love them you know because it's such a pressure cooker I think you had a you had a, a raw end of the deal with that one yeah, I'm lucky though. I feel like I went in as a bombshell, but still quite early on. So yeah. people weren't really set in their relationships. But I don't know how the people for Casper and Moore do it because that really is, you've got to put your grafting boots on there. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm watching it, you know, I've got really shown myself to be a big sad or old fan here. But like sometimes I'm watching it and I see the things the lasses say and they're like, oh, well, she's not in here and this, that, the other. And like the lads are obviously doing the same. And I think, he shut up. Like how, I know you all want to be in the main house, but come on, like what happened to girl code? And like your mates at home can see this, like nobody's going to, you know, I just get so, I, I just get so nervous for everybody. There must be so much pressure to get in that main house. Yeah, and it must be like, you're, it's a catch-22. You want to make an impact. You want to get your man or get your girl. But all equally, you know, in two weeks' time, they could all sit us down and play this back on a big screen in front of everyone. And you're like, no! <laughs> Show everyone just how much of a dickhead you really are. Literally. No. Oh. Scary. <laughs> it's so, so scary. I wanted to ask, like, is there any secrets that we wouldn't necessarily know about Love Island from watching it? Like, some people have told us that you know, you only get two drinks a night and stuff, which obviously coming from the background that I came from, that was mind blown to me because we had more than two drinks for like, we're pre's. Um, so that was crazy. But like, is there any other secrets that we wouldn't potentially know? Not really. Like, I think the drinking thing is the main thing. Or like days when they've got too much content, they will just will just sit around. And then this is what I found hard because I'm really bad with authority. I hate being told what to do. So on days when there's too much content, they're like, okay, we're going to have an early night. And I felt like I'd have gone back to being about a 10-year-old again. <laughs> like you're getting in bed at 10. I'm like, but I can't sleep. Can't we just chill out in the garden? They're like, yeah. no, hold the chat because there's too much storyline to cover, if that makes sense. what a, That's a good position to be in, though, surely. I mean, well, at least it's going to be a good series. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
answer is this then, Megs, because I feel like I really struggle in situations. Like, I like to have my phone in my hand at all times. What I'm saying is not healthy. Like, I'm under no illusion, you know, that I'm some sort of, like, paragon of wellness here. But I have to have my phone in my hand at all times. Like, I have to either be, like, on Instagram or answering emails or on the phone, texting. Like, even at night, I play, like, what what I call, like, one of my feel-good shows. So, like, Com- um, like a little comedy thing like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Friends or Modern Family whatever it is something I've seen a million times before and I know it's going to happen because there's something about the sound that soothes us right I've just constantly got to be overstimulated otherwise my mind goes to a really horrible place and like that is me there's you're not allowed like t- obviously you've no phones but what about TVs and iPads and all like that is it a complete technology free space literally nothing not even music we would beg obviously they don't film us eating our lunch and dinner and during them times there would be runners and production all around us to stop any like good storyline chat and we would beg and beg and beg for a song and there would be like one song that's it so that's all you got but it was kind of liberating you know when people go on these Uh, streets you come out I didn't want to leave to be honest it was so refreshing you just went back to being like a child again you get your washing done your meals cooked for you no bills to pay yeah I'm I'm really shocked about the music thing that makes more sense now why Anton cried when he saw Craig David (laughs) if it had been that long (laughs) oh I want Anton to win I've been watching it oh me too mate honestly so it's brought my leg I feel like he's gone a bit quiet um recently but like that whole conversation with Mitch at the start where he's like, there is no bro code and there is no girl code. There's just right and wrong. And I felt like fucking honestly, the like women's clothes all over the country just fell clean off because that was just like, it was the sexiest, most grown up and mature thing. Like I've potentially heard any man ever say on Love Island. Like, I don't know. I, there's definitely something about him, mate. Come on then. Like we've talked we've talked about, your experience on Love Island. Let's chat a little bit about All Stars. You're watching it. Yeah, I'm watching it. Okay, and who do you want to win? Obviously, Anton and Georgia. I think Anton and Georgia, although Molly and Tom are super cute, I think. I know. I know. Like, I I kind of was in the camp where I really wanted Callum and Molly to get back together for a little bit. I kind of do. I'm torn. Yeah. Tom seems so invested in Molly, and I think she does genuinely like him back, but... I don't know how she's done that. I could not be in the villa with no. my exes. Even well, if there's feelings there, but just to see it, like it's too I, much. You could see there was struggling, Megan. Like, I don't think, like, you know, when when I was watching it and seeing people's reactions, like, you know, I feel so, I can't sit on Instagram and be like, you've got no idea, like, you know, like answering back these trolls, like, because I'm 36, like, I should not even. I shouldn't, but I, I feel really passionately like, you know, at the start when Molly was like having a bit of a go at Carl and stuff and everyone's like, she's, my opinion of her has really changed. But like saying, this is a fucking young lass who's broke up with this fella, like what, three months ago or whatever, like everything's still so raw. Like every time I break up with a bloke, I'm still stalking their Instagram three months later. So like the fact that she's been thrown in there and they've both got to get to know other people, like let her have, like let her feel some type of way and let them work it out. It's not for you to have an opinion. Definitely. And I think she's done amazingly well. Like I would have yeah. ran out in the first two days, I reckon, seeing that. Like four-year relationship. It's not just like some, I don't know, like showmance they had. They was fully like living with each other for four years. time. Honestly, mate, I just don't know how either of them have done it. They're it's probably a testament to how much they loved each other. The fact that maybe their relationship was actually finished 
and it was for the best. And also the fact that there are probably loads more mature than me and you. Literally. And how refreshing that they're like, the best thing that's come out of this, obviously, is that Molly's met Tom, but she was like, that I can just be friends with Callum now. How nice. I know. I fucking wish I could say the same thing about mine. Mine are all still in Instagram jail. Block, block, block. Block, 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 block. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, okay, so, right. Who have you been loving? Have you seen anybody, like, have a real sort of, like, redemption arc? I've been a little bit watching on the end of my seat, you know, because I loved all the people who were going in, and I was like, ooh, dead exciting, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes the way they're behaving, I'm a bit like, you've fucking done this before. Like, you know, people are watching you. Like, why, this isn't your first rodeo. Why are you behaving like this? Like, I'm a little bit shocked. I'm really torn with Georgia. Like, I'm such a feminist. And for women moving like men, if you want to, like, test the waters and not settle, because I get what she's saying. Like, if she really did want to play it safe and stay in there, she would have just got with the first guy, settled and done that. But I do think, Georgia, what are you doing? Like... Obviously, you can have interest in multiple people. There's no wrong or right. You can fancy someone, but also have a bit of a spark with someone else. But telling Callum, oh, there's no one else I'd rather be in here with. I'm like, oh, no need for that, was there? But at the same time, good for her that she's just making the most of her experience. But you never know what bits you you do see, what bits you don't see to make good TV. So I'm hoping that it wasn't as dramatic and chaotic (laughs) as we were shown. (laughs) Yeah, and like I talk honestly, mate, like we can't talk about Love Island All Stars without talking about Georgia. The whole country's been talking about it. And I actually really like Georgia. Like I did coach trip with her years ago and found I'm fucking old enough to be her mom. If I was to say anything else, I would just sound like a weird old woman. But I always found that to be a really nice girl. And um I think like they went a bit uh, they went a bit hard on her. Like actually, you know, the years and years I've watched Love Island and seen lads like going to Casa Ramon, do whatever they wanted and come back and have their birds forgive them. And, you know, yeah. and all these things and do whatever they wanted and get celebrated. And people just be like, oh, well, it's a lad, you know, she's going to take them back. And actually there was zero comeuppance, like no ramifications. And then Georgia had the audacity, you know, to sort of explore different options, maybe say a couple of things wrong. Let's call a spade a spade. Our behavior wasn't perfect. But, and everybody wanted a head on a stick. And I just thought, you know, there's something very wrong here. Mm. Well, the guy would do exactly the same. They would explore their options. They would, like you say, they go to Castle Moor completely coupled up and locked off like, no, my head won't get turned, go to Castle Moor, do an absolute madness and come back and it's all brushed under the carpet. I know. Just because Georgia's, like you said, yeah, she said a few things wrong, but at the end of the day, can you blame her? They're all good-looking men in there. She did have a bit of history with Toby, like... No, they're not perfect. And what the, what the interesting dynamic is about the All-Stars, which I think has the nation gripped, certainly me and my pals, is that these people all have existing relationships. Like, it doesn't mean they've all had sex, you know, but they've met each other at a party. They've saw each other at the NTAs and thought, God, she looks fit. They've, like, always wanted to chat to them but never had... You know, these are people who've got connections. And I think that's what's making it messy, but also so good. Yeah, no, I love that. I was so nosy. I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't believe how many people had actually, like, done bits on the outside or just, like... Oh, they're all shagging. They're all shagging. That's crazy. I'm like, oh, I thought I'm, like, 
I don't know, I date a lot, but I've really kept myself to myself in this industry, it seems. Yeah. Some people. <laughs> you are falling behind, slow as a tortoise. Come on. <laughs> I, know, I need to step it up this year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Go for a girl. But then, I mean, you haven't, like, really oddly, because for me, you are one of the biggest characters of, you know, Love Island over the last couple of years in particular. You didn't go back. Was this a conscious decision, Meg? Did you get the call? Did you decide against it? Yeah, do you know what? I was still up in the air. So I like done all the medical and everything. And I was thinking like, I knew I didn't want to do the whole five weeks. Like it's a long time to be away. And I was like, mm, I could go in in the end if there's any like cute guys. But to be honest, I think where I am 29, I think I'd be in a very similar situation to Hannah Elizabeth. Like we, our type of men is just different. Yeah. Like, all the boys seem fun and they're like stunning guys. But for me at this age, I just want like an older guy. Yeah. Honestly, though, mate, you'd be, I can I can totally say that. And I fucking love Hannah. Like, I've got nothing but, like, love for that girl. Like, that, when Josh is like, you had your ass done? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I messaged her that as soon as she came out. I was like, the bum's looking great, girl. <laughs> I messaged her and I was like, just enjoy this moment, Hannah, because, honestly, everybody's saying, like, everybody's falling in love with you all over again, which is what you deserve. Um, But, yeah, I, I watched it and my heart did go out to her because I thought... God, I'm like I'm 36 and I'm looking at them fellas in there like they're little boys. Like they're they could be me children. Some of them, I think I could definitely be Mitch's mom, actually. Well, <laughs> it's just like just a mad thought. Um, and like, yeah, I I oh, my heart bled for her a little bit, but like she has come out to being completely adored by the public, which is really lovely. And I I, I can sort of see what you're saying. But you know, Megs, honestly, my fella's six years younger than me. Really? I think a lot of it is just like personality yeah younger and be more mature how did you guys meet because was he in the industry yeah so Erkan did Towie for all the five minutes bless him no no honestly I had no idea that he'd ever done Towie I just broke up with um one of me uh, with me ex at the time and I was like I'd been cheated on and I was in that headspace where I'm like Oh, I can't let everyone say I'm a victim. Like, I need to get back out there straight away. And also, I think mentally, like, I'd been hurt. My pride had been hurt. And I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel desired. I wanted to feel like, you know, like somebody fancied me as well. So, because I think that's how getting cheated on makes you feel, isn't it? Like, you're not worthy or anything. And um, a huge ego. And I think being in the industry, it's not just like your close group of friends are going to know you got cheated on. It's like everyone. Oh, everybody did. Yeah. It was awful. I, I did. I had something to prove. So honestly, I just like went out and like worked loads and was seen at all these parties and places. And I was like determined to not be a victim, be the strong, confident woman. Inside I was broken. And like I was like liking loads of fucking fellas pictures. I was just like moving mad, mate. Honestly, it was looking looking back now, I was like, ah, wild. But I, and I, I liked, I followed him and liked one of his pictures. And he says like, he, re- he remembers thinking, he just popped up on the Explore page, Meg's like, he's an absolutely wicked bit of kit and he had his top off. So I'm not surprised. And obviously the algorithm was doing something because I was just liking loads of men's pictures. <laughs> but, uh, giving you what you wanted. <laughs> that is a really nice way of looking at it. Not just that I was being thirsty. Um, so yeah, so he remembers looking at my Instagram and thinking, I swear she's engaged. But obviously I'd rage deleted all the pictures of me ex. So it was just me. And he was like, oh, okay. So we got, he slid into me DMs and we got talking. But I had no clue he'd ever done Towie. None at all. Until 
I, because he was working as a, on a building site at the time. Okay. He'd literally only been on Terry for five minutes. He's too nice, Megs, for like reality TV. He's very sweet. Um. Anyway, and I was out with Pete filming one day, Pete Wicks, and I, I showed him a picture. I was like, I've got a date tonight. This is the man. And I showed him the picture and he was like, yeah, I know. I can't do his voice. <laughs> yeah, I know I can. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> not, I'm getting really red. Um, and I was like, yeah, I know I can. I was like, how do you know him? And he was like, well, he's on Towie. And I was like, oh, yeah, fucking joke. And like, I was really looking forward to some having something that wasn't high profile and something just for me. And, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. And then Pete went, this is the best bit. Pete went, um, yeah, Andy's shorter than me, Vic. <laughs> I was like, nobody's fucking shorter than you, you knobhead. So I bet he loves saying that. Yeah, he absolutely did. And he, in fairness, Half a centimetre yeah. as well. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is taller than him. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, shit. So I nearly didn't go, mate, because I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm ready for, like, does he just want to go out with this? Because I'm on the telly as well. Like, is it, oh, do you know, I just had all these horrible thoughts. And because I was insecure anyway, because of what happened, like, my mind was just running away with it myself. But it was when my makeup artist at the time, and she was like, what have you got to lose? Like, you've liked chatting to him. He seems like a nice guy. And like, if you don't go, you're just going to cry in your hotel room again. And I was like, that is actually what I had planned for this evening. So <laughs> that's great. But yeah, so we we went out and honestly, mate, we've been together ever since. We're getting married in September. Oh, good. Congratulations. Thank you. He's so, honestly, he's the nicest man. I'm really lucky. But that's what I say in Instagram, Meg. So like, you know, modern day fairy tale, people are doing things that way. And I must admit, like, for someone, I'm sure you've had the same as well, where we are in this industry, people probably have preconceived ideas about us, but I'm equally the same. I've, like, ruled guys out if they're maybe, like, an Instagram model or something. It's like, really? I should just be more open-minded. I know, actually, like, so, and it's it's ironic because people have probably judged us, you know, That's based on the things, bad, like, we've done and stuff. And, like, the thing I nearly threw away the chance of getting to know Erkan just because he'd been on Towie. I, it wasn't because he would been on reality TV. Like I've got loads of mates who are off Towie and Love Island and all the different things. It wasn't that. It was, I think, I think I'd been hurt publicly and I wanted something private. But yeah. actually that's silly because because of my job, things were always going to be public. And he was a different person to me, ex, you know, I think we've got to, you've got to remember that as well. Yeah, for sure. Because I do kind of do that. I put people in like a bright. If an yeah. ex has hurt me and they're a certain profession or something, I'm like, nope, none of these kind of guys now. <laughs> but I'm feeling so, down. I'm going to end up with single and alone with cats at this rate. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do really like cats though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Megs, it's been lovely chatting to you in part one. I am sweating me tits off. So I'm going to take this jumper off and then we'll kick off part two if that's okay. Perfect. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.